1: And together, they are... Oh my god, don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! Gay of Dark news. Back again? Well, my week since we recorded last. Listen, you know that I am not one given to bregadoccio.
0: Whoa. Did we just take a a journey across the world?
1: (laughs) I went continental for a moment. But listen, I have to say, my egg game (laughs) continues its upward trajectory. It does. So...
0: You're breaking through the egg ceiling.
1: I, <laughs> I absolutely am. Tell
0: what happens? What what sights have we seen now, Stacy?
1: Listen, there is a new egg dish on in the repertoire. Okay. <laughs>
0: There's All a right? new egg in town?
1: There's a new egg in town and she's feeling good. Who is she? Now look, this is not your everyday egg dish, okay? This is an egg treat. This is, I'm telling you, I ate this and I said, oh, because it tasted so good.
0: <laughs> Just like that?
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Listen, you want to hear about this egg dish? I really do. Okay. Well, the first thing you do is you grill a piece of bread. Not toast. No, no. Grill it. Okay. Okay. There's a difference. Then you make your mixture, equal parts. Condensed milk? I bought condensed milk for the first time in my life. I am 83 years old. You really are. (laughs) (laughs) And I bought condensed milk for the, I didn't even know like what it was. It's a very strange substance.
0: Is it condensed?
1: Hence the name. Wow. They take all the liquid out of it, out of milk, and then they put sugar in. And it's this weird, like, it's almost like a rubber cement consistency. Really? It's so weird. Isn't this
0: wild? This is like a household staple and like neither of us understood what this is.
1: No, no, no. this is my first purchase of condensed milk. <laughs>
0: wow, good job.
1: Equal parts condensed milk, mayonnaise. I recommend Kewpie mayonnaise, okay? Kewpie? Yes, yeah, the Japanese one you can get at the Asian market.
0: Like a Kewpie doll.
1: Mm Mhm. oh cute okay it's much eggier
0: oh wow we're we're truly going places i'm
1: telling you anthony okay so equal parts condensed (laughs) milk mayonnaise and sriracha
0: oh okay well this is unexpected
1: you mix them all up you spread them on the grilled bread corner to corner then you lay down uh, if you enjoy some kind of a meat, like a ham, <laughs> you can grill a piece of ham and put it down. I use fake ham, of course. You lay that down. Then Fam. you lay down. Da- then you lay down. Now listen. I don't know about you, Anthony. I consider myself to be. <laughs> this is so boring. Uh... <laughs> No, keep going. Keep going. Uh, I don't know. if Am I a cheese connoisseur? I think I'm a little bit of a cheese snob. I say if you're going to eat cheese, eat a quality cheese, right?
0: Absolutely.
1: Doesn't have to be the $100 cheese, but I'm just saying. However, I will also at the same time say that there are some situations in life that call for a craft single.
0: <gasps> wow. We are getting political today.
1: This dish calls for a craft single. You put down your meat, then you put down a craft single. You scramble your eggs. However you scramble your eggs, you put that on top. Sprinkle, perhaps, a little pepper or a parsley or something. Oh, my God, it's so good. It is delicious. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so it's like a grilled a grilled cheesy toast. Mhm. with a scrambled egg component.
1: Yeah. But it's that sauce. The that, that really does it.
0: The sriracha mayonnaise condensed milk. Yeah. Condensed and it's like a sweet goo the condensed milk? It's
1: not too sweet cuz you're only using a little bit. Like if you're just like a tablespoon of each, equal parts of the three, but like a tablespoon of each will take you
0: Oh my god, it's so good. Is it it's a is it su- spicy, creamy, sweet?
1: Yes. it's like It definitely has a lingering spice, but it's not so overpowering like sriracha can be sometimes. Mm. Like the sweet counterbalances that, but it's not too sweet at all.
0: Mm. Oh my god.
1: I'm telling you, man.
0: Spicy, creamy, sweet, plus the cheese, that gooey American cheese, plus the yep. grilled toast. Ooh, and then the soft scramble egg.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, that sounds good.
1: It's real good. That
0: does sound delicious.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I hope our listeners give it a try. I know they come here for talk about horror movies and egg recipes.
0: Absolutely. So. It's really foundational for a horror podcast. So. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. You're well, welcome. Well, I, I am coming to camp over on your end of the, of the manor. Okay. And
1: eggs for days I'm, just, I'm
0: put me put me in the baby pen and I will just scream <laughs> yeah. for eggs the whole time yeah. I will go full egg lady
1: so anyway yeah so okay. eggs and uh you know I've been catching up on all my past episodes of 2020 getting my Diane Sawyer fix so since ever since I got that advertisement for the burial insurance I have said you know what you've committed I've committed. I'm like, if the world perceives me as a senior citizen, shall I not live as one? <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: Well, I am proud of you, as I, as I'm sure everyone is.
1: <laughs> everyone is, as always. Yeah, okay. riveted. Yeah, it's riveting content.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what this is. Is content.
1: Listen, I'm telling you that sauce. Anyway, okay, I'm not gonna keep going on, but I'm gonna. Think I believe about you. I, I will be thinking you. about it while we talk. Well, okay. Don't I won't call lie. out its name. I might. <laughs> oh, sauce.
0: <laughs> just in the middle of reviewing Eaten Alive 1976.
1: <laughs> yeah. So just know. Okay. Just know. Listen, Eaten Alive, okay. I have something to say right up front. Please do. I, Stacey Ponder, have a website called Final Girl. And Final Girl is almost as old as I am. <laughs> right?
0: Well, I'm like, if you are Benjamin Buttons, <laughs> then...
1: <laughs> I am a Benjamin Buttons.
0: The timeline, yeah, they... they...
1: Soon we will converge. Yeah, open you'll match worm... up. <laughs> we'll open a wormhole. To some... <laughs> I don't know to where, but... And then you and I, Anthony, can Thelma and Louise into the wormhole. And who knows where we'll end up. But that's for the
0: future. Yes.
1: Uh, Final Girl has been around for a while and Anthony and I were talking and I said, you know, there are some movies I reviewed early on in Final Girl's history and now it's been... Ten years, twelve years, thirteen years since I've seen those movies. Some of them I would like to revisit and see if my feelings have changed. Because certainly I have changed as a Benjamin Buttons.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're changing into a baby.
1: I change every day. <laughs> I my egg journey is a prime example. Yes. And so eaten alive is one of those films. Saw it like twelve years ago or something. Wasn't wild about it at all
0: I was gonna ask
1: I said to Anthony last week hey I, you know based on like my interest in revisiting some of these films why don't we do Eatin' Alive because I was thinking about Eatin' Alive and I'm like why didn't I like it it has wigs it has a weird <laughs> theatricality because it all takes place on a sound stage uh, the cast is unbelievable it's uh, full of queens Toby Hooper, crazy premise, all of this stuff. I was like, maybe now like 12 years later, I'm going to appreciate this film that I mm-hmm. didn't back then. And revisiting it last night for the show, I have to say, I found it almost unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot. I was like, this movies it's actually just terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: loved it. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I I don't know. I am so... Okay, I was so excited to hear what you thought. And hearing your buildup going there, I was like, I can't wait to find out where she's at with this. I was... I don't know what it was about this movie because I would have hated this movie 10 years ago. Yeah, I would have hated this movie 5 years ago. Even Anthony before the pandemic probably would have hated this movie. I don't know. I was in the right time and the right place and you know what else it was, Stacy? I don't do the weed when we watch the movies. I see. This one I did. Oh, well, there you go. And I dialed in i was transfixed by this movie
1: (laughs) one of the only notes i made because i've seen this before was that the only i felt that the only way you could truly appreciate this film was to see it at the drive-in in in 1976 Uh, where you could be stoned out of your mind yeah you could make out during the boring parts and you can do that on your couch but this movie, if there's a movie that deserves to be seen at a drive-in, it is Eaten Alive.
0: Oh, absolutely. And in the, le- in the, the lineage of Toby Hooper, I mean, the big famous drive-in movie is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which right. I would love to see in a drive-in. However, that movie is... I, I don't... It, there, it doesn't have that same level of just, like... I don't know that Eaten Alive is fun, but it's ridiculous, In a way that Texas Chainsaw is not. You could argue Texas Chainsaw is like kind of wild. But it's upsetting. (laughs) And beautiful.
1: This movie... I still see the elements of it that I should love. And I still do have an affection for those elements. Because there's so many weird... This movie is so strange. Yeah. But I found it so... uh, It was an assault on my ear holes... Because it's kind of nothing but screaming and yelling. The the,
0: the sound never stops.
1: It never stops. Uh, but I was having such a bad time with it that for a moment I actually thought to myself, do I even like Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Report? Oh no! Like, <laughs> it rubbed off so poor, like it came off so poorly that I actually started thinking about Texas chainsaw in a new way and i was like do i even like that movie now
0: (laughs) meanwhile i'm having like a religious experience and i'm like toby hooper is a master this is his greatest work
1: (laughs) wow you were way stoned
0: (laughs) no what i will tell you though what i will give you is that um so the first i would say the opening sequence Transfixed me. I did not know what to expect. I thought it was disgusting. I thought it was sleazy. I thought I shouldn't like it. I thought I should feel like this is repellent. But the colors, the sheer artificiality of the set and that soundstage, the um, the the like uh back alley community theater production of Streetcar Named Desire set, like it was just. And that, that constant music and sound, like you're always hearing sound, whether it's like this screechy synthy sound design and score that it, at times sounds like a, a nightmare straight out of like a new age gift shop gone wrong. Like you're just constantly hearing this music and everything is just wild. That whole opening sequence, I was, I, I was like kind of hypnotized. Where I'm like, this is just trash and it's so colorful and weird and unreal and surreal. And it really, I really fell into it as like kind of a dream. Like it felt like a dream watching it for me. So, but that was particularly with the opening sequence. After that, I checked in and out, throughout. um, Where the movie definitely is too long. At about, I think I still had 40 minutes left and I was, I was right. I was done with it basically. (laughs) But up until I was done with it for the last 40 minutes, like I was just so, I really loved how over the top and yet simultaneously dreamlike it was. And I don't know what it was about that, that, that dreaminess, but it just really got me. I was really, um, I think I, it was just, I was taken somewhere else by it as trashy as it was. (laughs)
1: It is a very dreamlike movie because the colors are like anybody who thinks that you know, oh, Yo. yeah, exactly. Like oh, you put a <laughs> you, you know you color some lights and everything. Oh my god, this is like argento. Like you're gonna be jizzing all over this movie because it's like soup. It's not attempting reality really, and I think that's because it's on the sound It's blatantly a sound stage. Yes. This feels like a. At times, it feels like a film to play.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely like, what I was thinking.
1: Like, this could absolutely be a stage production, and very little would be lost. hmm And so I think, to his credit, Toby Hooper leaned into that, of like, this isn't going to look real, because we're on the sound that st- You're in a, like, a swamp- on a sound stage yeah so let's just lean into it and make it super surreal and make it like this alternate reality etc cetera, etc cetera. but I just think because so like for like formally like the style of it works but I just think the material itself doesn't and mm-hmm. so I think if it had stronger material a better story more dialogue beyond screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I think it could have been incredible. Yeah. But the two elements to me were fighting each other rather than working together.
0: Yeah. I can see that. I can see that, especially in the last half of the film when it's like, because the movie is, it, it's psycho. Uh, uh, You know, there's, there's this, what it's this swampy swamp town. <laughs> Just absolute, like, it's amazing this place hasn't sunk. Uh, Clara is a sex worker at the local swamp brothel run by Miss Hattie, <laughs> aka the <laughs> incredible Carolyn Jones.
1: Carolyn Jones, she was like 45 when she made this film, playing like a Septuagenarian. She's like a woman after my own heart here. <laughs>
0: Wearing her visor. Wearing
1: her Ajuma visor. I will say it's the old age makeup on her is terrible. It's like Elmer's glue with foundation on it.
0: Yeah, they make her look like grandpa in Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
1: <laughs> yeah. However, her old woman posture is fucking impeccable.
0: No, and the hands.
1: And the hands.
0: She does the palpatine hands. <laughs> yeah. She is She's only in two scenes, but she is stellar. Yeah, she really is. She's like, she's just rambling at them and they're like, okay, we have to leave. And she's like, oh, I do go on. <laughs> <laughs> and you love her. And she looks like Emo Phillips. And you love her. You just <laughs> can't get enough of her. So she, she runs the brothel. She, Clara, um, the opening scene is Clara has an a, um, appointment with John played by Robert England, who... His name is Buck and he's rearing to fuck and I was like, oh wow so that's where Tarantino got that mm-hmm in um, this movie be- beyond the me getting swept away on the the surreal surreality of it and this dreamlike quality I was also like oh so now I see where Rob Zombie and Tarantino got most of their references <laughs> came from this movie which I was really surprised to see she 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 won't have sex with Buck so she leaves um miss hattie kicks her out she goes across the swamp to go stay at the starlight hotel judd runs the starlight hotel where he mostly just mumbles completely rambly (laughs) things to himself and occasionally feeds anyone that comes to the hotel to his crocodile which he got from africa that he keeps in the 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 swamp lake behind his (laughs) just africa hotel yeah from africa nowhere (laughs) specific (laughs) just africa and it's a line that people constantly say you know he got that crocodile from africa (laughs) and so there's this whole moment with with clara and him in the opening scene the new age synth music goes wacky he ends up violently murdering her with a uh not a pitchfork but like a rake a rake a a, a very aggressive severe rake (laughs) Um, feeds her to the crocodile and then essentially from there like that's your psycho opening scene the main character who you think has the ingenue has just been murdered now we're going to meet a bunch of groups of pairs of people (laughs) that keep showing up a la psycho we get the sister and the father Uh, Mel Mel Ferrer plays her father and and then we have um, I didn't know this other actress that plays the sister Livy, uh, Kristen Sinclair
1: She was. She see this. This movie is very like you have a lot of Toby Hooper regulars. Yeah. Um. You also have a lot of Roger Corman regulars. Like Clara is the infamous Roberta Collins, who is in Caged Heat, um, and in a lot of Roger Corman produced films. And Kristen Sinclair was also in Caged Heat and in a lot of Roger
0: Corman. Ah. Well, I appreciate the Corman DNA feels real. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that makes sense. Um, they come showing up looking for their sister, just like in Psycho. Then we also have Queen of Queens, Marilyn Burns, and her wig, her mud-covered wig. Why is she wearing the wig? Was that not a shocking reveal?
1: Like, (laughs) like, it's, it's always, it's just one of those things where it's like her character shows up in this wig that is clearly a wig. I mean, Clara was clearly wearing a wig also. The wigs in this movie are outrageous. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Marilyn Burns shows up in this wig, and you say, like, okay, this is strange. But then she just takes it off at one point. Like it's a hat. (laughs) Yeah! And it's not, there's no mention of it. It's just like, I guess this lady just likes to wear a wig. I love it.
0: I love her traveling wig. I love that she, it's, (laughs) it's... when you get in the car with the kid because your kid is Kyle fucking Richards
1: in a leg brace
0: in a leg brace portraying poor little Angie who's terrified of mice uh when you when you get into the car and you go off on a trip you gotta put on the travel wig (laughs) everyone knows it's like black and curly (laughs) and small and then it is absolutely a shocking twist when the wig comes off like a hat and then you see that classic Marilyn Burns hair yeah um Marilyn Burns portrays Fay, who shows up with her daughter and their dog, um, which will inevitably be eaten by the crocodile. And her husband Roy, played by William Finley, and Roy is an absolute mess. Like, what is Roy's what deal? What is happening? What is happening? So this family ends up. They they show up. Roy goes to avenge the dog, and he gets eaten by he gets sickled by Judd, and then fed to the crocodile. Angie ends up being chased under a porch like Stacy, For three
1: hours.
0: Yeah, for three hours. It's literally you going off to die under your neighbor's porch. (laughs) (laughs) It's just Angie (laughs) literally spends the entire thing. It's Clown Down 3, but with Kyle Richards. (laughs) She's trapped under a porch the whole movie. Faye ends up in a very rapey scenario, strapped to a bed and just tied up in Judd's room for the whole time. The sister and the dad are try- going with the, the sheriff, and they're trying to figure out what happened to Clara, and they're trying to figure out the whatever. Meanwhile, Buck Robert England comes back with his girlfriend or whoever Libby, uh, or not Libby uh, Lynette, and she was also she was uh, this I can't this actress was in a ton of stuff too. <laughs> oh wow, I'm good at this. No, she was the kid. She was the little feral girl in Hills Have Eyes oh she was ruby everyone is in this Judd and or not judd buck and lynette show up and they're trying to figure i don't know everyone's having sex everyone's naked everyone's chained to beds people are running around screaming they're screaming robert england's shirtless nobody wants to see any of it and then everyone dies or gets eaten by a crocodile at the end
1: pretty much movie feels like it's populated by the hitchhiker from texas chainsaw
0: I was like crazy people.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's and I and I say that as a crazy person, admittedly crazy person.
1: Yeah, like it just feels like like Toby Hooper has such an uneven filmography. Yeah. Right? That we're all convinced that he probably only directed like two of the movies he's credited with. <laughs> like but his st- he's so, like, he's really interested in Texas weirdos. Uh, and you just feel like he was always stoned.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's... Toby Hooper, when I think about him as a master of horror, um, he really is so hard... It's kind of like you. <laughs> he's so hard... He's so hard to, like, nail down, you know? Oh. And place. Because you... You, um, you defy capture. You know, you defy <laughs> okay. expectation, right? I see. No, but so Toby Hooper, but as a filmmaker, he reminds me. And I don't mean this as an insult because I really like Toby Hooper, and I don't like who I'm about to name. But like, like kind of like Steven Soderbergh, where there is a really uncertain, constantly shifting artistic voice that is specific just to each individual film that they make. Right. Like, he can do a Magic mic, He can do a Sex, Lies, and Videotape. He can do a Contagion. There are There is no connective tissue, no artistic, discernible voice between the work. Pretty good at what they... I think Linklater kind of does a similar thing, even though he's obsessed with Duration and arguably better than <laughs> Steven Soderbergh. <laughs> but, um, but Toby Hooper kind of reminds me of that, you know? Where it's just so hard to... All of his films are so unique from each other this though that does have that skeezy texas vibe and i think a lot of that is that kim hinkle who wrote texas chainsaw massacre also ad- helped adapt this story to the screen um and kim hinkle who then went on to also do you know texas chainsaw massacre the next generation yep which this quick side note i had to google while watching this movie because i did kind of check out like i said for the last 40 minutes so i'm googling texas chainsaw the, Ma- the next generation I did not realize that Marilyn Burns has a cameo at the end of that movie as Sally Hardesty. (laughs) Nor did I remember that I knew that, like, you know, Renee Zellweger gets in a limo at the end and somebody's, some corporate overlord is explaining an evil plot to her. I did not understand that it was essentially the plot of Martyrs and the family was there to um, help people achieve religious transcendence through terror and murder. (laughs) So I have to rewatch that. But yeah, so the Kim Hinkle element... Is pronounced in this film as well. Yeah, Toby Hooper. Such a weirdo. I mean, I love that about
1: him. That you kind of never know what to expect. But also, it's like, if you pick up a random movie you've never heard of and it says directed by Toby Hooper, you have no idea what you're in for. Yes. You know? Whereas if it was George Romero, John Carpenter, like. And especially, like, a lot of the masters of horror, I feel like we can pretty much all agree that it's like they made these fucking masterpieces early on, and then we have, for most of them, we have diminishing returns. Yeah. As they go. And, like, you look at John Carpenter where it's just like, oh my god, masterpiece, 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 masterpiece. Yeah. Ghosts of Mars. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> the Ward. Like, you know, it just, as as he's like, I just want to play video games, uh, diminishing returns. But Toby Hooper, it's just, like, so up and down and uneven, and
0: yeah, the toolbox murders fits right on the shelf next to eaten alive.
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> and the funhouse to a lesser extent. Like, it's just like yeah. he, he loves a weirdo. Uh, he really loves people yelling. Yeah, <laughs> he loves abusing Marilyn Burns.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: He's made some stuff that I really
0: enjoy. What are I? I know you're a love. I mean, obviously, Texas Chainsaw and Funhouse.
1: Text phone House. I mean, how do we feel about poltergeist?
0: Oh right. <laughs> See, he is Oh, and Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot. I mean, these are all legendary films. Yeah. He is such a weirdo.
1: Like I when I th- when people are like, oh, Steven Spielberg directed poltergeist, would Steven Spielberg if St- if Toby Hooper had nothing to do with that movie, would what are their names? Steve and Diane Freeling would they smoke a joint in a Steven Spielberg film?
0: No. Just in the same with the face, the, the whole face coming off and all, like, it's just, yeah, Steven Spielberg is a, he's a gentle softy. I don't
1: know. But then supposedly he left the set of eaten alive also towards the end. I don't know who is supposed to have picked up the directorial reins, but supposedly he walked off of this project. So I don't yeah. know.
0: Yeah. I read he had some conflict with the producers and he stormed off. And somehow it finished itself.
1: It I probably finished itself, honestly. Did they meet anybody <laughs> directing it? The really? screams have become self-aware. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. It's a real weird movie, perhaps based on, like, based on a true story or at least Texas folklore.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Of
1: a man who murdered his wife. Some waitresses at the bar that he owned and all of this and supposedly fed them to his pet alligators that he kept in a pool out back. Never proven. Never proven. (laughs) But it was enough to inspire Kim Henkel. So here we are. Yeah. All these years later on Gaylords of Darkness talking about eating alive. You know, man, time, right? Like it's so weird, you know. The cast alone, if this didn't have this cast, my God, the cast is absolutely incredible.
0: Marilyn burns
1: Marilyn fucking burns, right? What Karen a treasure
0: Jones uh Kyle Richards, poor baby I mean she's stuck under a porch the entire film.
1: Oh, here's her three lines of dialogue, Snoopy, <laughs> yes, this child is so clever she named her dog Snoopy. <laughs> That dog is so
0: cute. It's really cute. Immediately eaten by a crocodile.
1: Yeah. Uh, Snoopy! Your monkey's dead. Your monkey's dead! (laughs) And... ah, Mommy! (laughs) That's it! Repeat that last line for 55 minutes. A
0: hundred times. Um, Watching poor Kyle, terrified of mice, as the cutest mice in the world threaten her by being adorable. (laughs) Just screaming at the top of her lungs. Kyle, I was reading, I actually was reading an interview with Kyle about Halloween Kills because I was just, you know, I was sitting on my couch yesterday and I was like, I want to just like Google Lindsay Wallace. (laughs) (laughs) Because I love her so much. (laughs) Well, because I saw the new Scream movie and all it left me thinking was that I love halloween kills because it has Lindsay wallace in it <laughs> and so so i was just googling about Lindsay wallace and reading an interview with kyle that uh she was doing when that film came out with well, that film
1: whoa like, wow <laughs> that
0: cinematic masterpiece came out and she was talking about her history growing up and doing horror films and she said she had the best time doing halloween she only remembers you know feeling very uh supported and being really cared for by jamie lee and having a lot of fun running around and screaming but she said that um filming eaten alive actually was traumatic for her uh because of like her anxiety and also um the scene where where neville brand as judd is chasing her with the sickle like they just (laughs) pull on actually did that and oh, so you God. have, like, what, like four-year-old Kyle Richards <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> running in terror from this crazy man rambling to himself with a sickle. Oh, God. And, like, she didn't really know what was going on, so she really was very uh, distur- disturbed by this movie. So um, anytime people criticize her choices on Real Housewives and when her anxiety gets the best of her, just know that eating alive is to blame. <laughs>
1: Well, that doesn't sound like a Toby Hooper film set at all.
0: <laughs> Traumatized, for... <actors. laughs>
1: yeah. Scarred children. <laughs> but God bless Marilyn Burns for coming back for this shit, right? Like,
0: can you believe it? She went. Maybe that's why. Like Amy Sedaris on The Mandalorian, Marilyn Burns was like, "I'm coming. I'm gonna do it, but I'm bringing my wig." <laughs>
1: That was her one demand. Yeah. yeah, not, yeah. Not, clearly it wasn't, don't slap me around. Uh, yeah, no
0: oversight.
1: Yeah. There was like, you slapped me around in Texas Chainsaw. I won't put up with that this time. No, she didn't say that. She didn't say, don't tie me up again. No, didn't have that. But she did put in a writer that said, I will have a wig on when I am introduced in this film.
0: You can slap me around, but I'm bringing my wig. I'm bringing my
1: wig. it was the it was 76 it was before
0: we me too had it happen it was before we knew that actors were people that's
1: true
0: before we understood that directors weren't gods who could just abuse anybody
1: oh marilyn burns icon
0: absolute icon so this this movie is full of them it's so weird it's trash it's gross it's sleazy Uh, i don't know I recommend the first half. I think it's truly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's just, if you want to get
0: high and get sucked in and engulfed into a absolute surreal nightmare and kind of see what Rob Zombie has been trying to do his whole career. <laughs> It's eaten alive. It's just
1: like I said. It's just such a shame that it's that the atmosphere and the weirdness and all of that isn't supported at all by the script or the plot yeah. or the story. Yeah, Be- yeah. Because it could have been something truly remarkable and truly special. Instead, it is something you endure and get some enjoyment out of various things about it. For me, anyway. Absolutely. But it's mostly an endurance test for the latter, probably two-thirds.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, like I said, I was fully checked out by the last half, but...
1: Yeah. We're, like, just kind of, like, nothing happens. Like, there's long stretches where it's just boring, and then maybe Judd pops out and goes, Ah! With his sickle. <laughs> like, those are the exciting parts, you know what I mean? But just the rest of it is such trash.
0: It, well and it's that it's that it's that hot, humid swamp trash. So it it's it's like uh it, it's like if you were wa and without like you're saying, without that script, it's like it's like if you're watching well, go back to streetcar. If you're watching Streetcar Named Desire, but Blanche Dubois wasn't in it and you're just watching Stanley and the boys play poker and be gross. Right. <laughs> yeah. But but they're also In wigs. sociopathic criminals in wigs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, see, now that doesn't sound bad.
0: That actually... <laughs> <laughs> that
1: actually sounds pretty good. But, I mean, it's just, it's a it's a unfortunate that, like, you know, you have the weirdness between Marilyn Burns and William Finley. Like, you can't figure out their relationship. And then he dies, and then she's tied up. And it's just, like, she spends two-thirds of the film tied to a bed, going, yeah, yeah, and it's just kind of like, oh, okay. And then Kyle Richards spends the entire movie under the porch going, ah! And it's yeah. just like, okay, we could have, there could have, something could have happened. I understand that it was, like, limited to basically to one location.
0: But... Mel Ferrer just <laughs> squints at people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, it's, and, well, and, yeah, in and that one location, it's literally a gorgeous, over-the-top soundstage of the hotel sinking into the swamp. The interior, which is, like, a stairway. <laughs>
1: It's so small inside. And, like, a
0: room with a blue ball. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's that's it.
1: Yeah, and the outside, the action is com- confined to the porch.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. I said to myself, hey, I wonder if this person standing on this part of the porch where there's a giant <laughs> crocodile-shaped hole is going to get eaten by the crocodile. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, and no! Every time they did! Another person eaten alive? <laughs> hey, Jennifer Jason Lee. <laughs> yeah Yeah. good to see you here so like cars drive up and it has that car on a sound stage slight echo oh I love it You know, the lighting is really cool like the tree branches and stuff are really cool I just I wish I mean it's just a budgetary and space constraint but it's like it would have this movie would have benefited from uh, a little more creative use of space yeah but then you think about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it's like, well, let's be real. The last third of that movie, at least, is Marilyn Burns tied up and going, ah, and running away from somebody.
0: Yeah, an extreme close up of her eyes.
1: Yeah, it's just that movie, I think, owes. That movie's a saving grace, besides the cast and everything, is Daniel Pearl, the cinematographer.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say the artistry is the artistry is what
1: really pushes that movie over because I just feel like if he had somebody lesser handling the camera and setting up the shots and all of this, like the the infamous shot from under the swing of Pam walking to the house, oh, that's all Daniel Pearl. You know what I mean? Like it's all Daniel Pearl, and I just and the set dressers who put all the like the chicken bones and shit in the hat, like. All of that happened, I think, despite Toby Hooper. Hmm. And I just think if hmm. if that film had been more of him left up to his own devices, it would have been closer to *Eaten Alive* than the Texas Chainsaw we know.
0: Interesting. So, do you think do you think Toby Hooper just because? Okay, if we're at Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Poltergeist, Salem's Lot, The Fun House, uh, uh what else? What else is there?
1: life force like
0: i think oh right life
1: i think (laughs) yeah he's a nut he's He's absolutely a kukulamanza i think he has cool as shit ideas but i think it's the people surrounding him and can help turn those ideas into something incredible
0: yeah that's what i was trying to ask is like what i my brain was getting to is following you with is like it's collaboration
1: yeah yeah
0: it's I, I, I he chooses really great collab marilyn burns daniel pearl he the the
1: the cast of texas chainsaw if they did not endure what they endured if they weren't willing to put up with all that shit who knows what he would have had you know what i yeah. mean
0: yeah so
1: and that makes that i think i think
0: i think your outlook really makes sense um even talking about how easily texas chainsaw could have been just drivel is thinking like when I think back to the very first time I saw Texas Chainsaw, which I've talked about a couple of times on the show, like watching it on a shitty VHS tape on a shitty tiny TV. I'm like 14 hanging out with my friend or no, I'm not even that old. I was like 12 hanging out with my friends in like their house. And I'm like, this is disgusting. This is yeah. gross by the time. Like I couldn't even appreciate the artistry. Cause it's like, it's full screen. You get the images, um, truncated, By the time you get to Grandpa and Grandpa's trying to hit her with the hammer in the bucket, Mm -hmm. it was too much. And that feeling that I felt reminds me of how you describe watching eaten Alive for yourself. Yeah. Um,
1: Oh, the dinner scene, even in Texas, as much as I love Texas Chainsaw, it's absolutely one of my favorites, but the dinner scene I check out.
0: It just goes on.
1: It goes on way too long. It's too loud. I'm like, you're... It's assault- gross. You're assaulting me. You're clearly assaulting Marilyn Burns. Like...
0: Yeah. You know, it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. But, but
1: that's they're... that's what Eatin' Alive feels like, is like, oh God, now I'm trapped at the dinner table and they're all screaming at me.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's all the hitchhiker and the other brother and all of them go... go- oh god that's what eating alive feels like
0: (laughs) yeah i yeah i get that but man man was i along for the ride for that first half especially that opening scene just not knowing what i was in for being both shocked and appalled and disgusted but listen to that that constant music constantly moving that gross set the gross people i was just I was vibing on it in the beginning so I don't know I I could very well come out of this fully loving this movie in the future on another rewatch or who knows maybe it will just be continue to be too much <laughs> but but I think there is something I came out of this actually with more respect for Toby Hooper I already had a lot of respect for him but I think his his weirdness and the intricacies of his weirdness as a filmmaker are really intriguing to me but I do think that is really interesting to hear that it, so much of that, might have just been the case of how he chose who he worked with.
1: I think Texas Chainsaw especially was just lightning in a bottle.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, all of the greats have that that one movie that is that that was it when everything clicked for them. You know, for Craven it was Nightmare, and Toby Hooper it was Texas Chainsaw.
1: For that artificial intelligence, it was the Bye Bye Man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> somebody posted a clip I saw someone post a clip the other day of just of Faye Dunaway's entrance in that movie for, her, for one scene and I said to myself we have to do this for the show sooner oh, or later oh
1: I think we all know it's coming right? It's-
0: it's just the doomsday clock is ticking. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's down to like three seconds. <laughs> the Bye Bye Man to midnight.
0: Is on the horizon.
1: Oh, I think I told you months ago that I was like, I wanna I wanna see it again. Like I'm having those feelings of like <laughs> Faye Dunaway, Carrie Ann Moss, a bye-bye dog. It just that movie more than any other movie to me feels like it was made by an artificial intelligence because it just has all of these weird elements that don't work that aren't explained. And it just feels like somebody fed horror movie tropes into a program and the A.I. spit out a script and they said, let's just go with it.
0: (laughs) They got Faye Dunaway. And they
1: signed up Faye Dunaway and Carrie
0: Ann Moss. Um, we, how are we not talking about it right now?
1: I know. Well, I feel like it's in our future,
0: right? Well, I had fun, so I'm glad you chose this. Good. Um, I'm glad.
1: I'm surprised. I, As I was watching it last night, I was like, oh boy, I got to apologize to Anthony for this one. So I'm surprised and I'm glad that you uh, were so into it.
0: Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there like bong out. I see on the screen Virgo International Pictures a Mars production an opening shot of the moon and I'm like the stars have a line baby (laughs) (laughs) I was was in bongs out dongs out bongs out dongs (laughs) right yeah (laughs) that's the dong that's the sound of the dong yeah here I am (laughs) <laughs> oh no, I dropped everything. <laughs> oh well, I'm gonna leave. Okay. Um, that's so with fair. that said, uh, Stacy, are you ready to place your head on the chopping block solo? <laughs>
1: what? Why not? Right?
0: <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well 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 if it isn't the chopping block
0: (laughs) hello (laughs) (laughs) here we are again our our favorite question and answer game here on gaylords of darkness in which we are presented with three categories we choose a category to answer horror trivia we get five questions that we are held at uh axe point at labras point and forced to answer we have 10 seconds to answer each question unless one of us calls out i want the wig in which case marilyn burns mud-covered wig from the 1976 film eaten alive you're welcome descends upon your head and confuses our non-binary executioner the headstay which earns you an additional 10 seconds to answer the question if you get everything right well done if you get anything wrong at any point you gave it your best
1: or did you we, we feed well, you to the crocodiles
0: yeah time to feed you the crocodile
1: yeah wow we both won last week
0: wow i'm curious i wonder how many times we've won the chopping block individually
1: no clue not that many considering i feel like out of how many times we've played the chopping block.
0: That's the thing, because we've been, I mean, we introduced the chopping block, I feel, fairly late into the life, the overall life at this point of the series. Yeah. However, I feel like we are vast, like maybe under five or ten times maybe for each of us, right?
1: I was going to say we're probably hovering at about five percent each. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. Yeah. It's like Toby Hooper's filmography. We play the time, like, you don't know what you're going to get. Maybe you're going to get triumph. Maybe you're going to get tragedy.
0: Absolutely. Who knows? Maybe you're going to get...
1: There'll probably be a wig involved.
0: <laughs> yeah, or, a gay advisor. <laughs> or a visor. Or a visor. Carolyn Jones attached. Oh, the shitty one. I love her. Well, who goes First. Um, I think I asked you first last time.
1: That means I ask you first this time. Hoo-hoo-hoo. Well, well, well. All right. Why don't you place your hood on the chopping block there, right. and choose from one of these three categories that are old, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like Carolyn Jones's makeup.
0: Yeah, they put old makeup on her. <laughs> It was all very that's why it looked like that.
1: Yeah, she wasn't meant to be an old person. <laughs> yeah.
0: It wasn't age makeup, it was just aged it, makeup. It was
1: aged. Oh no, this is aged. <laughs> anyway, okay, three categories for you. Category one one of my favorites. Chapter Djilmun. Uh-huh, that's Korean. It means uh, miscellaneous questions. These. Oh. This is a grab bag of five questions that you have to answer for <gasps> me. Okay? Okay. All right. Category two, it's a tome made out of skin. In which each question uh, has something to do with an evil book from a horror movie. Ooh. You tell me what movie I'm talking about. And category three. Why? Did Karen Huger put an accent or an apostrophe or whatever in La Dame? There should not be one there. Is that the category name? That's the category name. This is all about Grand Dame Guignol films. I name a pair of actresses. You tell me the Grand Dame Guignol film in which they appeared together.
0: Okay, but that's a new title for this. It potential. is a new title because <laughs> I just, ear.
1: I finally got caught, caught up on Potomac for through season five. I had taken a break and I finally finished season five. So those Potomac ladies are on my mind.
0: and As is that wig line on your head.
1: That's, that's right. So your categories, Jopson Moon. It's a tome made out of skin, and Karen Huger, why did you put an accent in La Dame? It's, I, it infuriates me whenever I see La Dame, and she put an accent in there, or an apostrophe or something. It's L-A apostrophe D-A-M-E, and it's like, what is that? You think that's fancy? You think that's fancy, Stancy, and no, no one told she, her? she doesn't no she doesn't need your grammar rules she refused her college degree (laughs) stacy she refuses your grammar all right it's i will it still infuriates me when i see it
0: honestly it just makes me love it more now (laughs) i never (laughs) thought about it (laughs) And it is so on-brand. for It's character. very
1: on-brand for it to not make any sense or have any connection to reality. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's something completely disconnected from yep. the absolutely provable way that things really are.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Those are your three categories. Please choose one of them.
0: These are fantastic. And I feel truly torn because, one, I just want to say that title so badly. Uh, <laughs> and I also love the, the terror and the also freedom the liberation represented by a miscellaneous grab bag
1: it's a it's a grab bag indeed
0: however i love a skin tome i love an evil book i have really looking, i'm looking at our tiny necronomologue prop from the necronomologue film series as viewable on gaylords of com i'm looking at that book right now on my desk and it's so cute and i'm gonna honor my love for the evil books
1: bold okay unexpected oh, you don't think i read I'm not, well <laughs> no i know you don't read i know you this is what anthony does everybody here's the secret okay all those books All those books that Anthony takes pictures of and posts on social media and everybody's like, oh, wow, you're such, you're so incredible. (laughs) A pile of books. You are my hero. Anthony hasn't read any of them. They are all hollowed out and full of jewels. (laughs) Jewels? (laughs) Whatever you put in there. Not even my weed. It's just jewels. That's my jewels. (laughs) It's true. Okay. Book me. All right, here we go. We'll see how you do, nerd.
0: <laughs> I'm going to do terrible. I'm going to... I'm immediately... I said I wanted to honor the books. I'm going to dishonor them.
1: I would probably fail this category. But oh, you'll, you'll get it. You'll get it. Uh... Okay, here we go. Question one. The face on the Necronomicon. <laughs> 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 the face... On the Necronomicon Ex Mortis from this movie, could really use some
0: moisturizer. <laughs> I'm gonna say the Evil Dead, please.
1: Yeah, ding, ding, ding. Okay, number two. <laughs> I keep wanting to say Necronomologue. That's because we've changed the narrative. We have. With our little movies that you can watch that are on the Gaylords of White Darkness website.
0: What's it called? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is happening i'm losing my language
0: it's eat our brains eaten live we I got think... the eaten live brain worms the worms. <laughs> yeah
1: okay question two the book of ibon contains the prophecy of the opening of one of the seven gates of hell in this movie
0: i'm gonna say house by the cemetery no, it's Gates of Hell. It's The Beyond. I meant City of Living Dead, but it's The Beyond. Damn it!
1: <laughs>
0: yes. Damn it! I told you, I told you Anthony didn't
1: know how to read.
0: <laughs> or watch movies. Or watch movies. <laughs> God damn it! I'm sorry. Damn it, I almost said The Beyond. Even though I said I almost said Gates of Hell. No, I mean City of Living Dead.
1: Sawy. I'm cool with it. I made peace with it. <laughs> well, that's good. That means you can move to the afterlife. I can move to the afterlife. I'm ready to move forward. Let's not, let's not, let's, I don't want us to
0: go backwards, Stacey.
1: Tangina, your presence is not needed. How? You. <laughs> <sighs> you and your medallion can go back to your high tea. Go back.
0: Oh, God, I want to go there so bad, their club. Well, I'll answer some questions. Oh, oh, you're making the, calling the shots now that I'm dead?
1: That's right, now that Ooh. I'm the only one left alive. Well,
0: I will present you your categories then. Ooh. You have three new categories to choose from today. No way. I wow. Know. I was just, listen, like I said, the stars aligned. I was feeling eating the Live. I was feeling the chopping block. Uh, so your three categories are, category one, those Royal Richardses, which is, of course, all about the most powerful and important sibling duo since Ann Landers and Dear Abby. <laughs> um, your... Next category is crocagator, which is all about killer gators and crocs and horror films. Ugh. And your third category, and this one is a little sadistic, is the Richard's completionist. Now, the Richard's completionist is a special category, a special sadistic category in which you must you will be asked to hand over the wig of the dead hand over Marilyn Burns wig and you earn 90 seconds to name eight horror films featuring Kim and or Kyle Richards. Eight? Eight. Because we're going to be completionists. That's why this category is titled The Richards Completionist. So can you name eight or most of all the horror films and adjacent films starring Kim and or Kyle Richards appearances via archival footage are allowed the winner should you win this category you do receive something special you receive Kyle Richards clip on bangs oh! so your categories are those Royal Richards is all about those two sisters Croc Gator all about killer Crocs and Gators or the Richards completionist
1: Shit I don't know that I could do eight but it's so tempting. You had me at fake bangs <laughs> which came at the end but I was convinced before that
0: <laughs> You could tell you your little uh, <laughs> you're like a truffle pig for bangs and you right.
1: <laughs> that's right. I'm gonna go for it.
0: Are why you not? really?
1: Yeah, why not?
0: Okay, so th- this means you no longer have the wig of the dead. You're turning that in. It's like your gun in your badge. Okay. You trade in the wig of the dead. You trade in Marilyn Burns' wig, so you can't call for a wig. You do have ninety seconds.
1: Okay. I mean, you, you, d- you didn't. I will abide by the rules. You didn't mention Karen Huger's. Uh wig that defies physics and time
0: well that's the thing you can still call for the Karen Huger wig however you don't know how much
1: right each. it could be one second
0: it could be one second it could be 38 <laughs> nobody knows just okay. like Karen Huger <laughs>
1: okay okay alright alright I'm gonna go for it
0: okay remember you can include films in which they appear through the use of archival footage well,
1: That uh, that doesn't help okay
0: So, eight, all you need are eight films with Kim and or Kyle Richards. Okay. You have 90 seconds. I'm going to forget, I'm
1: going to forget something big and I'm going to feel like a big dum-dum. Okay. Well, that's for us to enjoy. (laughs) Okay.
0: You feeling ready? I'm ready. And remember, you can't, say you get close to that 90 seconds, you can call for the Karen Huger wig. It's just, it might fall off like a cousin it. (laughs) All right all right yeah here we go the richard's completionist starting in three two one go
1: the car yep eaten alive yep halloween
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh devil dog the hound from hell yes uh halloween kills
0: Mm-hmm.
1: halloween ends does that count yet uh, uh assault on precinct 13 Yes. Um. Uh, uh. Uh. watcher in the woods. Yes. Uh. Escape from which mountain? Do you count that? Escape no. from which mountain? Damn it! Um. Uh. The uh, terror in the Isles. Um. Uh, nope. That's not archival footage of Kyle Richards and terror in the Isles. Uh. Is it? I don't know. Probably. Okay. Um. Uh. 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 uh what's the one that she did with a. Uh, Charisma Carpenter, something about a sister, my evil sister, the other sister. No, that's the. It's definitely, it's definitely not that one. Um, uh, that one. Uh, oh God, what am I forgetting? Archival footage, Halloween two. Ding 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 ding
0: ding 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 I
1: love those Richards gals you do and that's why I knew you were going to get it I knew you were going to get it
0: I knew this was a sadistic category but I knew your love for the Richards (laughs) meant that you would get this and may I present to you who are and have become the official Uh. Richards completionist (laughs) may I present to you Kyle Richards clip-on <gasps> bangs. Clip. I put them on. They're purely aesthetic. We don't know what they do Yeah, yet. that's why I don't even care. <laughs> but you have won them. Ah. Oh. Stacey, well done. So, Terror in the Isles actually was... So, tell me about Terror in the Isles. I could look it up, but...
1: <laughs> it was like, um... I mean, I don't know that she's in it, but I just figured oh. probably one of them are, are in it. But it was... Terror in the Isles was a film... Comprising horror movie clips, like you oh. know those Bravo's scariest moments or whatever. This was that, except it was a theatrical release.
0: What and people go and watch it?
1: Yeah, I mean it was like from the eighties.
0: Oh, I've 80s. seen that I've seen this cover. Yeah, narrated by Donald Pleasance and Nancy Allen. Mm-hmm. What and they just show up and they're like, wow. Say, Nancy, let's watch this scene from The Exorcist.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen it in forever, but I know we got a Blu-ray release, I believe. Wow. So I just figured there has to be a shit ton of Halloween shit in there.
0: Wow. Well, you know, I actually did not see either Kim nor Kyle. I did not see Terror in the Isles in their filmography.
1: Okay. However,
0: yes, you were absolutely correct. Halloween 2 was the archival footage that I was searching for. Um... I am impressed to hear the extent of your familiarity, because let me tell you, you came close with the Sister sister Charisma Carpenter one.
1: Yeah, what is that called?
0: That was Deadly Sibling Rivalry.
1: God damn it! I should have known that. Hey,
0: you still won, okay?
1: I know, but I feel still, you know.
0: This is, I mean, there were literally two. This depended on you getting either Halloween 2 or one of these other two to be able to, to get the the number eight wow. um, because your only other options besides everything you already named or deadly sibling rivalry, your only other option was Kyle was in a TV movie, a picture of Dorian Gray in 73. Oh wow. Uh, or no, Kim was in that. And then Kyle, I we, we have to, I don't know if you've seen this movie. I don't think we've ever talked about it. And at some point we have to do it because it stars Kyle Richards star, like lead role, build, build, First build, at least. I don't know. Uh, Curfew from 1989. Never heard of it. It's like older, Kyle. I mean, Mm. slightly older. Like, I mean, it's a couple years before she got with Mauricio. Um, 1989 in a horror film. Oh, so, yeah, those were the only other things that you possibly could have said. <sighs> you are truly the Richards completionist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> deadly sibling rivalry. I'll never forget it now. How I mean, I just feel like I should have known that where I mean Charisma Carpenter stuffs Kyle Richards in a freezer. What? I should have known, I should have remembered. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's a, the sibling rivalry is deadly. So is Kyle
0: her sister?
1: No, I think charisma plays twins.
0: And uh-huh. of, course,
1: of course one is evil, one is not evil.
0: Okay, add curfew and deadly sibling rivalry to the list.
1: Yep. Oh, wow.
0: Very well done. Huh. Very
1: well Thank done. Thank you. I feel good. Wonder what we'll do next week. Right?
0: Bye-bye, man
1: probably <laughs> I don't want to get everybody's hopes up but yeah. I feel like it's gonna happen sooner rather than later I mean she's
0: yeah yeah it's it's. we're looking at our little computer devices and it's going 20 yards yeah 15 yards <laughs> 15 meters yards. the bye bye man's right above us <laughs> it's in the room <laughs> Yeah, Faye cool. Dunaway just shows up and slaps us.
1: Yeah, she just comes out of a duct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, slaps us, calls us little homosexuals, <laughs> spits acid at us. Yeah, calls
0: us Nelly boys. <laughs>
1: <Spits acid. laughs> it all tracks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, she walks away to get fired from another project. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a legend.
1: Uh, well, all right. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. You can do it.
0: Gaylordsdarkness.com. You'll find everything else on there.
1: Great. Ha <laughs> ha